Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, the youth. Hello, everybody. It's the little amigo here on the youth. And I'm joined by Brianna, Mario, and Gerald. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. Yes, this is my first time hosting. It's going to be a little bit... It's going to be fun. But for now, let's get it started. So we always start with the COVID-19 rundown. And we're going to start with it today. Uh, confirmed cases as of right now are 85,926 in the United States, along with 3,000 deaths, which is pretty interesting. In Miami-Dade County, which is where we reside, 21,000 confirmed cases with 822 deaths. In the U.S., 22, I mean, 2.24 million confirmed cases with 120,000 confirmed deaths. New York, New Jersey, and California all being along that top list. So it's been a lot of a rise of cases ever since the reopening of all the places with phase two coming out. And something interesting that I saw yesterday was that Florida yesterday had an all-time record of 3,207 coronavirus cases in one day. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this about how reopening has caused a little bit of a spark into a second wave. I mean, I just find it hypocritical how businesses and companies close down at like 600 cases because they don't want it to spread. But then, hey, let's open up at 171,000 cases because let's be honest, everyone kind of forgot about it. Like, I don't really get why they're doing this. Like, come on, you need to really look at the facts here. I mean, schools are like thinking about reopening up and if you just look at the cases rising it's not a smart idea people are already forgetting that this was a thing they're already thinking it's in the past but no it's very much in the present and you need to still be wary of this i hope everybody's you know still wearing masks again businesses should be you know implementing the social distancing regulations again props for like companies like Publix who haven't let up Throughout this whole, you know, coronavirus break, you know, companies like Costco are still doing it. So I'm glad that there are still companies that are doing it, but more companies need to, you know, take that into effect and see that this is still like a present issue, not in the past. I think that we kind of knew that it was going to spike up, especially opening up more stores and everything. I had a feeling that all the cases were going to continue to increase. Uh, people are still very ignorant about what's going on and they still need to take the necessary precautions of co covering them using the mask as well as going in gloves, using hand sanitizer and washing their hands often. But with everything going on, they continue to forget, but it's still real. They still need to take the necessary protocols for themselves, for their health and their family's health. I think it's something that with not only businesses, but people in general are just forgetting. We're still in the middle of a pandemic with like a very contagious virus that you can get easily. People just continue to forget that. And then as soon as like uh, Florida itself started opening up again, they were just like, oh, well, maybe it's just gone and we don't have to worry about it. And they started going out more and more and more. And then I was just, when I was seeing that, I was just like, did they forget or something? Because there's no possible way, like they couldn't have expected a spike with as with how many people are just like completely like avoiding like the old like like rules that they had implemented for going out, which was still wearing masks, still using gloves, you washing your hands constantly, stay six feet apart from people. And people just completely ignored that and they were just like, I whatever, I'm going to do whatever I want. And I just, I kind of saw the spike coming in from a long, from, for like a long time. And I just was like, okay, this is, this is probably going to cause us to shut down everything again because people didn't want to follow the rules. Exactly. It was very inevitable at this point with everything reopening. So now a lot of the governors and mayors of these states like California, like Arizona, like Florida, these states that have a lot of cases, they got to go back to the drawing board and discuss potential protection measures to hopefully steer the curve a little bit to try 
and bring this down because it's been rising up. And Mario made an actually great point that it's been a little bit hypocritical of not only the store owners, but the states and politicians as a whole to say, oh, let's reopen at this many cases when there was less cases before. That's not a good idea, in my opinion. So Mario made a great point there. And another thing I saw about the coronavirus is that apparently blood type A is linked to coronavirus risk, according to a European study. Meaning if you have blood type A, you have a higher chance to get COVID-19 than a blood type O. Apparently, um, the risk for severe COVID-19 patients, uh, COVID-19 was 45% higher with people with type A blood type than other blood types. It appeared to be lower for people with type O blood type. So pretty interesting there. I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. I mean, first of all, the fact that we're still learning new things about this virus and still have the audacity to open back up really says something about how ignorant some people are. Like, listen, we're still learning new stuff about this. This is still pretty much a foreign you know, virus to us. And we are still learning as much as we can. It's not like we've cured this already and people are still, you know, opening up. And as for the study itself, I mean, I'm blood type O. So like maybe, you know, it's still, I still have a risk of getting it, but up to 50%, you know, bigger chance of getting it. I mean, that is really significant. I mean, but I don't, I mean, this could really, you know, spell something for some people. I mean, but just because you're not like blood type A, like it doesn't mean that you just should go out and pretend this virus doesn't exist. You still have like the risk for getting it. So, I mean, an interesting study. I hope that they like continue this testing and see if there's other blood types that may, you know, contract this, you know, even quicker. But, you know, we'll wait and see. But definitely an interesting result. I think this is kind of crazy because. I don't know many people who actually know their blood type. I know that I don't know my blood type. Uh, my sister probably doesn't even know her blood type. And when you think about it, so many people could probably have type A of blood type and they have no idea. And they don't know that they could be getting uh, more of a chance to get this virus and they have no clue, like no clue whatsoever. And people are just so careless with things and they, they don't really, I know for a fact, like most people don't even keep up with like what's, uh, what's actually going on with the, the coronavirus. They don't keep up with that for a fact. I know that because I remember talking to someone and they had no idea like that the cases had spiked on uh, what's it called in Florida. And I was like, have you not been keeping up? They're like, no, of course not. Why would I want to keep up with that? I was like, uh, you should keep up with it to inform yourself of what's going on, if I'm being completely honest. But yeah, uh, people people should be more well-informed about these things, and they should constantly, what's it called, check on new information about this coronavirus. And I hope that they continue the study with the type to see if the blood types, like, um, <clears throat> to see if there's more chances of getting it. I find that interesting, the fact that they're still discovering new things about the virus and people still seem to be a little ignorant of not learning the new facts that come out. I am blood type O. Yes, brother, I do know what, what my blood type is. Um, but people need to continue to be informed because even if like they want to avoid it and like we're kind of in summer, this shouldn't be like like you should continue to inform yourself because you don't know what's going on it's better to inform yourself of what's going on uh what's going on in your community around you in your state like it's very important for your health and your family's health i agree with brianna on that one that we must be aware of what's going on especially that this is a deadly virus and it's been just been causing a lot of issues for people a lot of people have become unemployed about 1.5 million Americans have become unemployed. So it's been a huge issue for not only people, but businesses who are trying to bounce back. It's just been an issue across the United States of America. So 
people need to stay informed and they need to use this news to their advantage to try and fight it. Not necessarily fight it, but combat it in a way where you can try and avoid it. Coming up next in the next segment, apparently the house that Mickey Mouse built is in a little bit of danger due to the coronavirus. Few things may have been canceled. You'll find that out in the next segment here on The Youth, here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Here's that song again. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. This is Melvin Gordon and you're listening to Slam Radio. In our last segment, we talked about the COVID-19 rundown and how blood type A how blood type A has become more common for people to get coronavirus instead of like a blood type O. We also talked about how Florida had a huge surge in coronavirus cases. And now on the topic of Florida, we all know that Disney World, one of the biggest attractions in Florida, one of the biggest attractions in America, period, located in Orlando. But um, they may be having a bit of an issue due to the coronavirus. Their very famous not-so-scary Halloween party will be canceled. Also, their very Merry Christmas is, is in a lot of danger. And they also have an Epcot International Food and Wine Festival around this time. They're probably going to cancel that. 
And next year, they're going to modify it in a way where you can have six feet social distancing and we can all be safe. So I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on this. About Disney's not one to cancel events like that. Obviously, it's different because it's a pandemic and this has really never been seen before. But I want to hear you guys' thoughts on how Disney canceled these events. And on a side note to bring this up, Universal has stated on Twitter that they have no plans of canceling Hollywood Horror Nights. So maybe a jab at Disney? I don't know. Like, I'm glad Disney is actually, like, taking some precaution, you know, safety risks and all that. Because let's be honest, Disney is in it for the money. And I'm glad that because they could be easily just keep this event going with no safety at all. And they could still, you know, rank in bank like they usually do. But no, they actually thought about, you know, us and, you know, the safety that this event poses if they were to hold it. So, you know, I'm glad that they took that into account. But as for, you know, Universal still planning to open, you know, Hollywood Horror Nights, I hope that they change at least some of it because on Twitter they said they're still doing it. So. I hope that, you know, because the haunted houses they have there, they're really narrow. And I really think that, you know, if they have, you know, all the scares, you know, all the jump scares of the people jumping out, that you're pretty close to them. Uh, So I don't know how that would go down. I hope they make at least some changes to make it, you know, safe for the, you know, people. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's, uh, I think they need to make certain adjustments for the the haunted Jesus Christ, English, for the Hollywood Horror Nights, but I, I think they'll be able to make it. With Disney, I think they were just like, you know what, we really don't want to risk anything for anyone, and it, I would say it would give them bad publicity if they, they continued with an event, and then a bunch of people like had gotten sick from going to the event and interacting with a bunch of other people, so that's probably why they canceled it, that's what I'm thinking. Or maybe just didn't want, like, because they're already opening their parks, I'm pretty sure. And they're just, like, already busy trying to uh, put adjustments into their parks to the so they don't really know how they would do that with the with festivals. So that's really what I'm thinking is actually going to happen with all of them or why it's happening. But I think it's kind of a smart move uh, because I know for a fact people would most likely go to it and probably not follow like the right guidelines that they would put in place because you know people are people and they never follow rules they like breaking them i agree with the fact that disney decided to do it for people's health just so that they don't risk like of like people getting the coronavirus easily because if it's a festival people are definitely not going to focus on their health and just party and have fun especially since it's like a kids event for the not so scary Halloween, it's for the kids to have fun and they don't really want to put money to it. They still haven't had a plan yet, so it kind of makes sense why they are going to cancel it and wait until next year. So people just have to be patient for them to create a plan, even if it's canceled and they probably look forward to it because I know a lot of people look forward to going to Disney around this time around the time for Halloween and Christmas and all a bunch of stuff, but it it's for your health. And for Halloween Horror Nights, um, I think that they kind of already started to make a plan. That's why Universal hasn't done anything and said they're gonna definitely do it, but we gotta wait and see what their plan is for for that. And for, horror, for Horror Nights, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they just decide to cancel it sooner rather than later because of the fact that it's going to be an issue to try and follow CDC guidelines because like Mario, you said the jump scares is very close. The haunted houses are very narrow. So you need to find a way to have six feet social distancing between the jump scares and the people. And let's be honest, a six foot distance jump scare is not going to be the same. Let's just be honest. And it's their 30-year anniversary, so I can see why they would want to do it. But it's going to be very, very difficult for them to do it. And here is uh, Disney's official statement on why they canceled it. They stated, while assessing Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party, we determined that many of its hallmarks, stage shows, parades, and fireworks are unable to take place in this new 
unprecedented environment. With that in mind, we have made the difficult decision to cancel this year's Mickey Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So it's interesting to see that they would cancel it like that. From my perspective, I would actually like to see how Halloween Horror Nights could adjust to CDC guidelines. Because that would be pretty cool in my opinion. But it would be very difficult, especially since you're only going to have about three months to plan it out. So they can't, they don't have a lot of time. Not They don't even have three months. They probably have two months because once you plan it out, you got to get everything and you got to get everything prepared. So it's going to be very, very difficult for them to try and proceed with Halloween Horror Nights. But I don't think it's going to happen this year. I think they're going to have to cancel it. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the next few days you get the news that it cancels. Yeah, for sure, because they had a bunch of events planned. They got, you know, like the Stranger Things, like, you know, like people like they did like themed, you know, haunted houses. They had like really because they start, you know, doing this at the beginning of like the end of September is when they start setting up for this. So it is right around the corner. And I don't think they really have a plan going forward for how they're going to, you know, set this up. And I think, like they said, even though, it's their 30th anniversary and all. I think they still are going to cancel it, unfortunately. I mean, like you said, a six-foot jump scare, it's not going to be the same. And I don't think those haunted houses are going to really be that safe, you know, disease-wise. You know, because like like I said, they're so narrow, I don't think it's going to be, you know, possible for them to have it. Now that I hear it, Disney's official statement it kind of makes sense because they did cancel um the fireworks show at night and as well as the parade so it kind of makes sense that the whole entire like party Mickey's party event gets canceled because it's usually has the parade and usually has the fireworks show but they can't have it this year because it's for everybody's state everybody's safety so with that it actually totally makes sense in my opinion, for the Hall- Halloween Horror Nights. It's questionable with how narrow it is. I definitely agree that maybe soon they might cancel it because they don't know what's going to happen, but they probably might make a plan or something out of it. I really don't know what to say about it, but we'll see. Yeah, I... No, like like my sister said, uh, after hearing like their reasoning, it, it definitely makes sense. Like, if people won't be able to enjoy the same things that they really go there for, so it 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 wouldn't be right to like actually like have the party and or like the festival, and it's just not the same like as if people were expecting. So I get why they would cancel it. I get why they wanted to um what's it called? Wanted to just like uh probably like just wait for next year when like everything should be more calm hopefully uh so that they can experience um that festival right the right way it was supposed to be in the right way that the way it was supposed to like actually be um played out i happen to agree with all of you guys it would be really really difficult for them to try and plan this out especially this year and especially in such a small time frame. Coming up next in the next segment, the University of Florida lost something that is very valuable to them and fans are a little bit outraged because of it. And Vanessa Bryant is finding a way to make her late husband, Kobe Bryant, and her late daughter, Gianna Bryant, remembered. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigos. Can you imagine it's like a congregation of big dogs? You have a Great Dane, you have a couple of pit bulls off to the side, you have some very, very big German shepherds, you know, just the bigger type of dogs, and they're hanging out talking, slobbering over each other, doing what, what big dogs do. And a little chihuahua comes running through, barking at all of them. And the big dogs just look at each other, look down at the chihuahua, and they look at each other again like, is this dog for real? The chihuahua is UCF. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you gotta take those losses, you gotta take those hits. There's gotta be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. What's up, everybody? This is Spice Adams. Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. Here at Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked a little bit about how Disney has gone a little bit in danger because of the coronavirus. They are canceling a few of their events, including the Mickey Not So Scary Halloween and potentially their Christmas event. We also talked about Halloween Horror Nights in Universal. And for this next segment, we're going to be talking about one of my least favorite athletic colleges, the University of Florida. Last night, they decided to discontinue their Gator Bait chant at all University of Florida uh, sporting events. The president of the university, Kent Funches, wrote in a statement that horrific, historic, racist imagery associated with the phrase means that they will discontinue the use of the cheer. Now, what he's talking about is that apparently in the early 1800s, 
I apologize if, if this offends anybody, but in the early 1800s, little black children were used as gator bait. So especially with things that are going on right now with the Black Lives Matter movement, I found it appropriate for them to discontinue the chant. And it's very beloved throughout the college football world and the Florida Gators fans love that chant. So it was a little bit of an outrage for them, but it was understood a little bit. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on how and why the University of Florida ended their Gator Bait chant. I think it's perfectly fair for them to end that. Um, it has a very bad meaning to it. And it's, it's, if it has a super bad meaning and a super bad past, it, it should be taken away. Like it, it should be stopped. You should like stop saying it because like if people knew like the actual past, cause I didn't know that I, I knew what it, what the, what the, the thing was, but I didn't know that that's what the past was. I didn't. So I was like, when, when you told, when you just said this, I was kind of uh, shocked that like a little chant turned into, turned, had such like a terrible backstory. And I think it's perfectly appropriate that they completely like took that away and then they just told them to stop doing it. I think that's perfectly fine. People are mad about this. Like, like is that, people are Especially mad. Especially the Gator fans are a little bit upset about it. Because I can see where they're coming from, but it's horrific. The meaning of it is horrific it is. when you really think about it. And I feel like it was an effort. It was a good job. I usually wouldn't say it's a good job for the University of Florida, being a Miami Hurricanes fan. But it was a good job by the University of Florida to yes. end that chant because of the hidden meaning behind it. I, now, I'm sure that they didn't mean it that way. But you always have to be careful in this day and age. Yes, of course, but I don't understand why people are upset about this if there's like a little very horrific backstory to it. I'm sorry, like grow up. This is a new time. Like it has a horrific backstory to it. Getting upset means nothing. It should be taken out because it's terrible. I think it's a good job and I, I agree with you, Anthony. I'm a hurricane fan and I really don't like the gators, but that's actually a good job in their part. So I got to say, um, big props to the University of Florida for, you know, changing, you know, something that can't be perceived as racist. You know, I'm not a University of Florida fan. I'm a UCF fan. So, I mean, I, I don't particularly like the Gators all that much, but, you know, good on them for, you know, actually changing something, you know, and doing something about the issue instead of pretending it doesn't exist and ignoring it. And while the fans may be angry because, you know, some people, you know, don't perceive it that way. They just perceive it as a chance, you know, to get the Gators rallied up. But, you know, some people can perceive it. And, you know, the Gators thought of them and they thought, hey, you know what, we should just change it. You know, it's for the better. It's not going to hurt anybody if we change it. And it might hurt somebody if we don't. So, you know, they really took into account, you know, people who can perceive it that way. So, you know, good on them. I agree with you, Mario. Like, I can understand why the fans are a little bit outraged because it's just the integrity of college football. You know, your college has a chant. Like, the Seminoles have the war chant. The Canes have the A bunch of colleges each have their signature chant. Wisconsin has the jump around. Everybody has their signature thing. And for the Gators, that was one of their signature things, one of the many signature chants. But... Again, the racist backgrounds behind it, I it doesn't, it should have been canceled a while ago, but I just feel like we didn't know about these racial backgrounds about it. So it, it's been a little bit of an outrage. And quite frankly, on another note, I wouldn't be surprised, I just mentioned it earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if the FSU war chant also has something like this happen to it because of the fact that they are Seminoles and for a while that has been conceived as racist, very similarly to in the NFL, the Washington Redskins for years now, there's been an argument on whether that logo is racist or not and whether or not to change it. And on the topic of the Redskins, they decided to remove a statue of their former owner in front of that stadium. 
as well as the Minnesota Twins because of the fact that they are kind of racist. So I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I think it. I think it's pretty fair to assume that it would probably get um get get taken away, just like the um, University of Florida chant, because I mean it, it's not like it, it's not trying to be purposely racist, but it does symbolize something that can cause a lot of problems, and I think I think it kind of should be taken down. That's just my opinion. I think it should be taken down because, like I said, it can be perceived as racist, even though it wasn't intended, like Gerald said, but it doesn't hurt anybody to take it down. But it hurts somebody if you continue to do it and it could be perceived in a wrong way. And that just hurts your, you know, branding as, you know, a team. So, like, I think the chance should be taken away and. It doesn't hurt, again, like I said, it doesn't hurt anybody to take away, but it could hurt somebody if you keep it. They're preventing a problem. That's all I gotta say. As long as you're preventing something bad from happening, try not to be racist and taking it out so that you solve a problem before a problem is started, it's a good choice. I'd rather do that than, than actually have a problem arise. I happen to agree with all of you guys on this topic. But moving on to the next one. We all know what happened on the fateful day of January 26, 2020. Nine people died in a helicopter crash in Calabasas, California, including Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna Bryant. And we've seen the tough times that Kobe's wife, Vanessa Bryant, has had to go through. But she's been in the news recently because she has urged lawmakers to pass a helicopter safety bill named after both the late NBA legend and his daughter, Kobe and Gianna Bryant. She stated, I strongly urge that the U.S. Congress pass a federal law that would improve the safeties of helicopters operating in this country. I believe there is a chance that Kobe and Gianna would still be alive today if their helicopter had been equipped with the safety equipment required by this pending federal legislation. As we also know, she ended up suing the helicopter company that ended up costing her daughter and her husband's life as well as seven others. But I want to hear your guys' thoughts on this. Is it a good idea to have this helicopter bill passed throughout the United States of America? For me, I definitely agree that a bill should be passed because she lost two people in her life that she loved the most. And as well as seven other people have passed away because of this accident, a bill should be passed so that people's safety could be like important. It's important to have their safety, especially something that happened. It happened and it shouldn't happen again. So the bill definitely should be passed. I agree 100% here because, you know, we really need to learn from our mistakes and you know, it's brave of her to present a bill because that takes, you know, a lot of courage to do, you know, you have the, you know, threat of getting, you know, backlash from, you know, some companies that may, you know, take offense to this. But like, again, you know, good on Vanessa Bryan, really honoring the legacy of Kobe here, trying to get this helicopter safety bill passed. And she has nothing but my support. And she has, you know, all my support because, you know, it, I say that, like Bree said, it, it was a mistake and we need to learn from it. So, you know, good on her. Yeah, I agree with you too. I think this bill should be passed because it was it was so heartbreaking to see that uh, those people had passed away in the helicopter crash. And I don't think anyone else would want to go through that pain and suffering of losing someone because it, their safety wasn't um, secured. So I definitely think this uh, bill should be passed. I agree with all of you that it's stand-up job by her. It must have been really tough, especially that now she has to raise children by herself. She has a little daughter that she has to raise by herself. 
because of this crash. So, yes, I feel like we need helicopters to be a little bit more safe. And I felt like this whole Kobe Bryant situation could have been much easily avoided. But it it's difficult for most of us to happen, have to deal with that. Especially myself, I was a very big Kobe Bryant fan. I actually remember watching his last game in 2016 where he scored 60 points against the Utah Jazz. So it was a little bit heartbreaking for me to find out that he passed away. But I would love for this helicopter bill to be passed. Once again, I feel like this could have been very easily avoided if we had some more safety laws about helicopters. And I felt like not only Kobe Bryant, not only Gianna Bryant, but the seven others that get very easily forgotten in this crash, their lives could have been saved. Mom, dad, teenagers on that plane, uh, on the helicopter, I apologize. Their lives could have been easily saved. But I would, going back to it, I would really love for this bill to be passed and to be named after the late, great Kobe Bryant. Coming up next in the next segment, we'll talk about something very special that happened in the NBA quite a few years ago in our on this date and much more here on the Youth Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always going to see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really... That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. You can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, he's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school. I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community. It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. 
You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. This is Saquon Barkley, and you guys are listening to Slam Radio. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius Here on Slam Radio Sirius XM Channel 145. In our last segment, we talked about how the University of Florida had to end up losing their Gator Bait chant because of the racist historical backgrounds towards it. And we also talked about how Vanessa Bryant plans to honor her late husband and her late daughter by trying to propose a helicopter safety bill. So on the topic of the NBA that we talked about last segment. Just four short years ago today, the Cleveland Cavaliers, I know we don't talk about sports here very much, but the Cleveland Cavaliers came back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals for the first time in NBA history to win the Finals, which has got to be one of the craziest moments of all time. LeBron James went absolutely bonkers in those games. So did Kyrie Irving. It was a very historical moment, not only in sports, but in my life in general. But I want to hear your guys. Uh, your guys. I want to hear what is the craziest. It doesn't have to be a game. It could just be a moment where, like, you met a celebrity. What What is the craziest moment you've ever had having to deal with sports? I I'm, I'm gonna go first because I, I just love this moment. I right, so I went to the Miami Heat game right with my mom, and it, they were playing the 76ers that day, and. I, Bro, that was the most intense game ever because it was just a back and forth. By the way, the 76ers just got a bunch of foul calls, and I, I wasn't with that. It was whatever, but it was that was whatever. Uh, continuing, there's this guy sitting behind me, and he just kept yelling, oh, that's your MVP? That's your MVP at Jimmy Butler. And I was like, watch. You're going to cry going home. Quite literally, I, I just see, like, the time is ticking down, and they're, and they're like, the money here, I think, was, like, down by um, three. And I just see, uh, uh, what's it called, Tyler Hero just make a, a clutch three-pointer. And then we go to overtime. I'm like, yes. And then out of nowhere, as soon as they go to overtime, they completely destroy the 76ers. And, and I was like, he got that steal, too. I actually remember watching that yeah. game on TV. He got that clutch steal, and he banged the three. Baby goat right there. Yes, sir. I was, like, so excited. I literally looked at the guy, and I was like, yeah, that is my MVP. Uh, bro, I was like so excited when I saw that they won that game. I was, I was like beyond ecstatic for like that entire time. Okay, so for my greatest sporting moment of all time, I have a tie because, all right, so my first is when I got to see Henderson Alvarez throw a no hitter live. I mean, it was pretty much the only time I've ever been to a Miami Marlins game where the atmosphere, you could feel it. I mean, it felt like a playoff game, even though it was the last game of the season, and it had no effect on the standings whatsoever. And it was just so exciting to see him throw a no-hitter. And then my second moment, it's probably the greatest I've ever seen. I got to see the Miami Miracle live. It was crazy. I, I couldn't believe it. I was about to leave, but, you know, I just said something could happen, so I needed to stay. And... Something did happen that I would never forget ever. I'm so glad I got to see that live. Oh my goodness. I just kind of, it gives me goosebumps to this day. I mean, and we had really good seats too. I mean, thank goodness for my mom, how she won those tickets in a raffle because we would have never been able to afford those. Oh my goodness. I just got to say it was an amazing game from start to finish too. That is awesome to hear that game. I remember I was watching with my dad in the living room. And when Kenyon Drake runs past that end zone, I started jumping around and screaming and shouting, we beat them, we beat them, we beat them. It was awesome. As well as that no-hitter, too. That no-hitter was very, very good. Brianna, I want to hear, what's your greatest sporting moment? Well, you know, I don't go to, like, basketball games that much, but I am a Heat fan till I die. I'm a 3 or 5 girl no matter what. So I got the opportunity to go with my mom to go see Wade's retirement jersey. I loved every second of it. 
I was so happy to go. My brother couldn't go with us, but he knows that I love going to go watch him to play. And for me, that was a big moment as well as I got to see UD play. I have not seen him play in the longest. And where I was sitting, the the fans were telling UDs to play. And he kept teasing us that he wasn't going to play, that he wasn't going to play. He ended up playing the rest of the game. I was very happy with that moment. And I was, I know, Anthony, you were there too. I was at that game. He missed I, a few shots and it was so disappointing, yes. but I was so happy to see him play. The crowd was so energetic. Yeah. It's just, it's a love that we have for Udonis Taslam. He's a 305 lifer. My craziest sporting moment, you know, this one, even though it didn't have a lot of relevance to the college football season, it's got to be the 2018 matchup between the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida State Seminoles at Hard Rock Stadium. If you don't know, the Miami Hurricanes were down 27-7 to at one point. And me and my dad were planning on leaving. But the thing is, our sister, well, my sister was there too. She went with one of her friends. And that was a big issue that we had that week. Because we were, oh, who wants to go to the game? I was like, oh, Amanda can go to the game. I always go to the Hurricanes game. I'll watch it at home. But my dad felt bad. And we ended up finding a way to get us both in the building. Which is something I'll never forget and never, ever regret. I got to sit next to my dad in the upper level. It was crazy. We're down 27-7, to 7 and all these FSU chant fans are cheering behind us. They're going crazy. We start coming back in the fourth quarter. Boom, touchdown. Boom, we get a stop. Boom, touchdown. And all of a sudden, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, an absolute bomb by Nikosi Perry to score a touchdown to take the lead. And I just look back at all the FSU fans. What happened? What happened? Why are you cheering now? What happened? It was the, I remember the, vividly that the floor was shaking. It was one of the craziest moments I've ever seen live. It, just the energy in that stadium and the energy in that rivalry game as a whole was crazy. I mean, I don't think there's I don't if I can go to another game like that, I still don't think that I would have the same vibe. It was insanity. All of you guys had great sport moments. Mario, that Miami miracle was insane. Gerald, that Miami game, awesome. I will never forget that, watching that on TV. Brianna, you actually getting near UD, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That is the 305 man himself. So all of you guys had great sporting moments. I just want to thank everybody here on the show as we wrap it up. Anthony, do you hear that? I do, I do. That's the outro. I just want to thank everybody. I want to thank the front uh, frontline workers for everything they do, just putting their line, putting their lives on the bar. On the, I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. Putting their life on the line for everything. And I just want to thank everybody here for making this show great. You're listening to the youth here on Slam Radio Series XM, channel 145.